Hey, what's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast, a special episode, actually. Um, I'm going to bring back some of the Q&A. If you guys look, I think uh, episodes, the mid-100s, maybe 80, episode 85 through like 120, maybe, I think you'll see some uh, some core Q&As in there. Uh, but I have another question. This question is from Carl Lewin. Um, he was a part of a, a future learn course that I was doing. Um, and we kind of connected and we started engaging a little bit. And so here's his question. My organization does things, uh, very well from an intention perspective, but executions are poor. It's our recruitment processes are poor and it often doesn't look at values or behavioral based recruiting best practices to vet if someone is a culture fit or will be a good fit for our organization overall. It recruits to fill a slot, which often comes back to bite us. We have values around what we want out of that new hire, but we don't reflect on those values. The model of how we hire was laid out by our CEO with zero input from the rest of the organization. So there's a lot here, and I think you guys have heard me talk about this a lot. the, the quick tip that I think I would give you, Carl, is something that I've talked a lot about. And again, this is not a plug, guys. This is just the reality. Um, Beyond Brand is a, a project that I've been working on for a little bit here, a couple months. And the, the essence of it, the core of it is, you know, it is a good idea to, number one, as an organization, to understand your decision-making processes, to understand your learning and development structures, to understand the flaws and the behaviors and the and the personalities of the leaders, to understand the true depths and the gray areas of a particular task and or role, to understand the ebbs and flows of the current culture from an emotional perspective, some of the good, the bad, the ugly, and the the indifferent of the of the current culture right now, and to get all of that information out into some sort of a communication, whether it's a podcast, whether it's in blog form whether you're just communicating that throughout the recruiting process, like out of your mouth, like in a meeting, whatever way you want to communicate those things and think through those things, it's completely important to think through those things, right? Because if you can communicate that information to a potential recruit, to a potential new hire, you're going to give them a chance to do a couple of things. Number one, you're going to give them a chance to make a competent decision of whether this organization is the best place for them. And if they decline, That's actually a good thing for you guys. I want to keep honing in on that and keep beating my drum with that. It literally makes me laugh, a good belly laugh, when companies try to tell me it's not a good idea if 80% of the employees they're trying to hire don't want to work there because they've provided too much information. That's just very puzzling to me. That tells me, looking through the fine lines and the details that you, for some reason, number one, don't trust your culture and you want to just kind of get someone in there to try to eventually convince them to be a part of the organization. Number two, you don't trust yourself to be able to explain to someone up front what's going on. And then number three, you don't trust your your pool of applicants, meaning your employer branding kind of attraction of what your company does and how you guys find talent is a little bit messed up. Um, and it tells me a couple other things too. So yeah, I just never understood that. Like, and then the, the biggest thing is why wouldn't you want someone to opt out of working for your company because they realize this isn't a good fit for them, their productivity, their efficiency, 
their focus, their engagement, their ability to be a good team player, their ability to add value to the company, their ability to to execute a task, it's all going to suffer. And so that's number one. Um, I I think the second thing I would say to you, Carl, is um, I saw here that you said that a lot of the values and the things that you guys are looking for from a recruiting standpoint as it pertains to certain roles were laid out by the CEO, meaning he or she like was sitting in her bed or sitting in her office or sitting, I don't know, in on the beach one beautiful summer day and just started creating values that are going to be backed around how he or she recruits and hires people inside of the organization. And then what I, I, I'm hearing, what you're saying is, Carl, is he just started copying and pasting those macro perspectives of what type of applicant they want to bring into the organization. And they just started blanketing those values and those perspectives and those ideals for all of the roles without, number one, contextualizing it to the role and to the department. And then number two, contextualizing it to the current reality and state of the company and the ebbs and flows of the company. The company that you were from an emotional standpoint, a leadership standpoint, a vibe and culture standpoint, a decision-making process standpoint, an ability to provide learning and development experiences standpoint, all the things you guys hear me rant about. The, the culture and the company that you were four years ago when maybe the CEO put this in place is vastly different than the company you are now four years later. It's just a fact. The company you were nine months ago very well may be different than the company you are now. The problems you're experiencing, the, the, the problems that you're trying to solve, the ways that you look at the organizational structure, the ways that you look at workflow design, the ways that you look at, again, just your overall personality. Like maybe there's a, a segment of your leaders that are just dealing with personal dynamics. Maybe there's some internal conflict that are making the culture a little bit like it's just a lot of shit can change over the course of six, nine, 12 months and definitely over years. And so, yeah, Carl, I have to agree with you. It definitely uh, gives me pause that your CEO, wherever he or she was, put these things in place and just blanketed them across all positions that they're looking for and then blanket them across the overall organization overall without getting any input from anyone internally. Um, I just don't think that's a good idea. So the suggestion I would give is what I said in the beginning of this episode. You guys need to conduct a beyond, beyond brand type initiative. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be content. But you guys have to ask yourselves a lot of questions. And I'm going to give you a couple of questions that I think you guys need to ask yourself. Because I think, there's, uh, I think there's a lot here. And I think there's a lot to kind of think about and go over. Um, so like, let's look into a couple of things. Look in, let's look into career mapping. You know, Do you have a step-by-step clear breakdown and process around things employees need to do or learn in in order to establish themselves to advance in their career. You guys got to think about this. If you guys are trying to bring a new new hire into the organization that immediately when they get into that company, they're asking about career mapping. They're asking about progressions. They're going to managers and trying to figure out what they need to do to advance quickly. Thus, that causes friction because this person's coming in hot and you guys weren't ready for that person to come in hot. That's a problem. Number one, that person could be like, shit, this place isn't for me. Number two, that person could be like, damn, they don't have their shit together. Number three, this person could not quit because maybe they need the money, but their productivity is going to remain at like a mid-tier level. They're not going to 
put too much in. They're not going to not do a, you know, not do enough. They're going to kind of stay in that even level. Uh, so that's a problem. You know, another thing you guys have to think about is like, you know, what if, you know, an employee that you're bringing in or an applicant that you're bringing in is really focused around, you know, an optimal onboarding experience. And what I mean by that is, what if this person has had poor, bad, negative onboarding experiences? Like, what if they have, right? So what if they want to know how you guys currently keep track during the onboarding process from an information retention standpoint so that they can make sure that they are providing all they need to provide to the inevitable role they're walking into? So what I mean by that in layman terms is, what if that employee has realized they've always been rushed throughout the onboarding process? So they appreciate and they are looking for companies, leaders, people to provide them cheat sheets post onboarding or to always be there to ask questions and are looking for managers to give them a lot of support. And again, what if you guys don't have that bandwidth? What if you guys in this current state don't have the time to do that? You guys are so stretched thin. You guys are making a lot of changes. A lot of change management is occurring. So what if you guys just don't have that bandwidth? What if your internal managers right now are just not good people and they just don't give a shit about doing that? Like that could cause problems for that new applicant. Thus, that could cause, I guess, a little bit of a disconnect in their overall perspective of the company. So, Carl, to, to kind of wrap this up here, because I'm getting a little long winded, uh, you're, you're spot on of why this is a little bit of an issue for you. You're spot on of why you feel a little bit odd or out of place. You're spot on around why it was a bad idea for your CEO to just come up with a lot of stuff off the top of his or her head from their own point of view without reaching out to any other managers or contextualizing it to the reality of the company. Um, and so, yeah, I would advise you to listen to this episode, play it back a few times, pull what you want to pull what you need to pull from it. Should even pass this on to your CEO if you want uh, and, and kind of try to motivate and get something different and done here. You know, you guys are different every 90, 120, six months. Like you guys are different. You know, things are different. And so, you know, from an applicant standpoint, people that are trying to come into the company, guys, uh, it is a good idea to make sure you guys have your behaviors, you guys have your values, you guys have your perspective, you guys have the reality of what your company is understood. And you have an ability to communicate that clearly with empathy and you guys can react to the inevitable reaction of that applicant. Um, so I don't know, maybe that was valuable, maybe it wasn't, I think it was. Um, let me know what you think, Carl. Anyone else that's having this similar problem as well, um, I, think, uh, I think this was something for you guys to think about. And um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks a lot, guys.